0: This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming, but New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance, run your way. hello welcome never mind that's a bad intro no go go with it roll with it (laughs) welcome elegant listeners to go my favorite sports team your favorite sports podcast the one that's been covering all of the winter phenomenon that's been happening around the world with giant piles of snow which is why we've been covering snow sports so much but today we're taking a break from it but anyway, I'm Tyler Scheid, and I'm your sports master, your balls and holes king, and I'm joined by the ever illustrious Mark. Hi. Uh, what? I was saying your last name this time. Markiplier. Oh, I said Mark. I'm Markiplier. Said, oh, oh, I'm Markiplier. It's, Markiplier. it's Markiplier. Markiplier. <laughs> Markiplier. Markiplier. Oh. So how you doing, Mark? How's no, you got to uh,
1: reintroduce me. I'm not gonna. I'm oh, not gonna speak unless oh, sorry, you speak sorry. my true name.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, I'm joined by the ever, uh, beautiful Markiplier.
1: Yeah, I was kind of hesitant on that, but I'll take it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Go My Favorite Sports Team. And today we're going to be- what <laughs> i was just evolving into my typical let's play spiel whenever i do some random let's play oh. but you know i like to think of this a little bit higher brow than that we uh we do our research here and i say we very very uh loosely i do not do my research <laughs> uh tyler does his research and then i learn the research and therefore we do the research
0: Yes, we uh we very much study uh heavily everything that we decide to talk about, especially ice hockey, you know. That was yep. the most research ever done and mm. uh, the most thorough primer you could ever imagine. Yeah, we're gonna go back to that just to prove them yes. wrong. Yes, you I, I will. You
1: should. I will. I don't want to do another one. I know hockey. We'll just talk about it later. You know, as a bunch of hockey fans, It shows them who the most elegant fans of sports is, and it's saying, it ain't hockey.
0: Yeah, you know, you know what? They're not cool enough to have like a part two, like my sports life. You know, that's yeah, exactly. that's held for very uh, illustrious and the ever most elegant of people and sports
1: yeah absolutely 100 whatever you said is i believe
0: in good good how's uh how's everything going uh with you mark what, do, what are you up to let's have some small talk
1: oh you know i'm on the beach sipping momos and you know uh getting my tan on i call it my tuh i'm getting my tuh on your tuh yeah my tan my tuh tu. i tanning my tuh out in the sun on the beach with momos that's for mimosas but it's m- virgin momos. <laughs>
0: good because uh we yeah because you can't drink that that'd be bad for you mm-hmm. yeah I'd you be know very me. concerned thank you
1: no um, I'm busy all the time for everything because I'm making a movie yeah
0: and recording for distractible and recording for go we don't and-
1: mention that podcast here oh right we um, don't talk about those idiots over there
0: the uh uh neanderthals yeah those
1: barbarians over there they just grunt into a microphone for an hour and they call it a podcast we do the (laughs) hard-hitting reporting of the hard-hitting sports
0: (laughs) all right all right well as the hard-hitting uh podcast researcher host man i think uh we should probably get into the actual topic today yeah Um, well no Wait, what? Also, shut up! You're being jacused. No, (laughs)
1: you know. Anyway, Jacused from Radbone Seven says Jacused. It's like the it's it's just the most disappointing Jacused I've ever read in my life. Uh, Jacused. Oh, oh, oh. Mark Tyler. It's called a book fair, specifically the Scholastic Book Fair. (laughs) (laughs) What did you say? I couldn't remember it. But what did you say? Did you say book drive? Uh,
0: I think, yeah, I think I said Book Drive. No, we ended up with Book Drive. I don't remember. We were saying like Book Bonanza. I couldn't
1: remember what it was, (laughs) but yeah, Book Fair. Ah, right. The Scholastic Book Fair. Yep. Okay. All right. Then. Wow. That Uh, makes more sense.
0: That really shows us, Mark. We don't remember our book. Times, I don't (laughs) remember any of the book times, but there were good book times, they were the best book times, and then there were sad
1: book times. Yes, I know. Anyway, next accuse from Wolfgang9853 Lies, all lies, Tyler. You said skeleton was more dangerous than luge, but according to Winter Olympic sports casters, luge is more dangerous because you have less control when you fall off. Granted, skeleton is scarier because you fly down a hill at top speed face first. I've never done either, so I'm no professional, but it does make sense that you would have more control falling off the sled in a skeleton format. Now there's no statistics with this, but I'm assuming that they looked at some statistics here.
0: Well, I did Google it at one point to see which one was more dangerous and it did end up listing luge. But historically, from what I was told throughout my education and growing up and stuff like that, was the reason skeleton didn't come back in was because it was more dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's possible at the advent of changing the sled to fit into bobsled runs that it became less dangerous in the way that they organized and created the sled, which is why they brought it back into the Olympics. But I am completely uncertain as to the statistics related therein. Mm-hmm. The problem was usually if you end up having a crash while flying head first, I would think you would get more injured, like your brain would get smooshed and your neck would break.
1: Yeah, and and it's compounded with the fact that before it got brought back, skeleton was done absolutely naked and lubed. Uh, so honestly, if they went out of control, they were like from their butt cheeks grabbing the ice and they hit a corner wrong. They would just go flying and then they wouldn't come back for uh, sometimes days. I remember this from the the Luge primer if you if you don't believe me go listen to it you'll see Tyler said it
0: yeah I 100% totally did that mm. mark never lies to you ever i never lie uh-huh. i never lie But also their debate about it being safer for rolling off or landing. Rolling off of your back is just as easy as rolling off of your stomach.
1: Sure, I don't, I don't, I don't
0: don't understand their argument about it's easier to get off the sled or wreck safer. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't see the difference. (laughs) at least not logically. I don't see that in their argument, though.
1: (laughs) Oh, more control falling off. It's didn't say rolling. Yeah, the more
0: control thing. Well, know. falling off would be like rolling off. Why would you have more control falling off head first as opposed to feet first? I Think of it this
1: way. First. If you're rolling on your ass, your your limbs don't bend that way to grip the ground. If you're if you're face down, you, you can technically grip the ground to steer you a bit more. You can apply more force in a downward direction. Whereas if you're on your back, you can't apply any force upward and you can limited force downwards. Therefore, you could probably justify that. Yeah, you could probably figure it out. Yeah. Oh, no, with your feet. No, I'm dumb. I think people are spiders, and if they flip upside down, they can't can't do anything. (laughs) Anyway. Next, jacuse. Tyler. During the luge primer, Tyler mentioned kangaroos being like the deer of Australia, says Fresh Honey 3033. I don't know why you were talking about uh, kangaroos in Australia in the luge primer. I don't remember that.
0: Mate. I don't either. Mate,
1: we have deer in Australia. I've tried kangaroo and it tastes a bit like steak with zero fat in it. You aren't missing much, honestly.
0: Oh, oh, it was when we were talking about the Yetis and eating, whether you'd eat Yeti or not. That makes even less sense. Well, we were talking about Yetis aren't in Australia. You're, well, maybe they are. Maybe we've been lied to all along.
1: Eh, no, it doesn't make any sense.
0: But yeah, I know there are deer in Australia, but they are. it has to do with the population and the relation they're in, as in the kangaroo population has kind of become uh, an overpopulation issue in Australia, whereas the United States, the deer population has become kind of an overpopulation issue, which is why we allow deer hunting. So terribly for trophies and stuff but um making some bold bold proclamations for a man without an australia degree you're right i don't have an australia degree this is just based off of what australians have told me and if they lied to me then that's on egg on my face (laughs) that's that's their fault fault. they should know their australia better just like australia has a camel problem does it yeah, remember that the people brought over camels to traverse the outback and then uh, let them go thinking they'd die and then they started reproducing and then now there's a camel problem uh, in the outback because they're not native to Australia and so the camels reproduce and there's just these giant camel herds in the outback that are that a problem. How
1: egotistical for
0: humans to
1: say that camels are a problem just because they like to fuck. <laughs>
0: That was not the direction I expected you to go, but all right, that works. I guess rabbits are a problem, too. (laughs)
1: Human egotism. Anyway, (laughs) that's the end of the jacuz.
0: All right. Well, those were some hefty jacuzes. I was so unprepared to speak about animals and um, falling off of sleds. We got uh, them this
1: week, ghosts. We got them.
0: This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming, but New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance, run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. You know, all those subscription websites, they just hide those charges from you. They're hidden and repetitive and you forget about them. Oh, I know exactly which websites you're talking about. The ones that you like to go to. You do? I've literally spent so long digging through my finances. Rocket Money can help cancel your subscriptions. You're saying Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow. Grow your savings? Absolutely, yes. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses? Uh-huh, yeah. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for me? Up to 20%?
1: Maybe. But for our listeners, definitely yes. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com sports team. That's rocketmone dot com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-T-E-A-M That's rocketmoney.com Atlassian.
0: All right, well, let's get into the topic because hmm. St. Patrick's Day is coming up. And you is know what St. Patrick's Day brings? No. Celebration. For Fun. what? For what? I don't know. A lot of people in the U.S. just drank. <laughs> is it? Is it just a holiday about, like,
1: Irish culture? Because if it is, it's definitely been... leans heavily into stereotypes as far as the celebration goes. I don't know how the average Irish person thinks of leprechauns, but and pots of gold and all that but that's all i've ever seen of it I, I don't know if there's like some big core principle of it
0: well i mean it celebrates the arrival of christianity in ireland and celebrates the heritage and culture of the irish in general that's the whole point of it
1: okay the more we know all right that concludes this week's
0: episode you now know everything no, no. you need <laughs> to know about saint patrick's Day. listen do you have a, a degree a pa- in ireland No, I don't. Maybe we should have had Sean come on and talk about this. (laughs) No, what does he know? He doesn't even live there anymore. Anyway, apparently the celebrations involve parades, festivals, wearing of green attire and shamrocks and stuff like that. But it's basically celebrating the patron saint of Ireland, which is St. Patrick. Okay. So that's why St. Patrick's Day exists. In the U.S., it's an excuse to go out bar hopping, drink green beer, and uh, make leprechaun traps in elementary school. Oh, what? What? Did, did you not do that? Uh, no, no. We, we went to the same elementary school. Yeah, for but I, part of it. I started out in a private school for a little bit. Oh, well, um, yeah, we uh, in kindergarten and like first grade, we made leprechaun traps. For oh, trapping. terrible. I know. How dare awful. you? It's very uh, American. Did you catch any? No. Well, that wasn't a very good trap then. Well, maybe th- they weren't hanging out because they're smarter than every trap. Nobody caught any. I got a, I got a chocolate gold coin, though. It left me a candy. Maybe you just made a bad trap. Why would it leave you a candy if it was like
1: you failed to catch it? It was like, oh, man, they tried to catch me and kill me. Might as well
0: give them a <laughs> consolation prize. Here's a chocolate. <laughs> because let's be honest, the teacher put candy in all of our boxes. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. no. we were made out of shoe boxes.
1: What? No, no.
0: Anyway, to the actual sport that I wanted to talk about.
1: Yeah, right. We're going on about Ireland, everybody. Why do they make the river green in
0: Chicago? Because they like to pollute.
1: Does it does it actually <laughs> cause a lot of pollution?
0: I mean, I'm sure there's they they use a chemical that they're putting in water, so I'm sure it's like considered a safe chemical. <laughs> Like. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure the uh, thing is tradition started 60 years
0: ago. Definitely, they just picked from the safe chemical bucket. <laughs> I'm literally Googling Chicago. <laughs> oh, the dye used is food grade, and it's also used in medicine as the colorant for what? Hold on. <laughs> uh-huh. It's the colorant for antifreeze as a. Tr- <laughs> <laughs> Um,
1: uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. EPA
0: found that the concentration used in the Chicago River is completely non-toxic, reads a statement from the EPA as uh-huh. per niche Canada.
1: Yeah, to humans. Who cares what it would do to anything else out there? But you know,
0: to humans it's fine. Apparently. Yeah. Anyway, not to throw slander on Chicago, but we're we're gonna talk about sports, particularly Irish origin sport. Oh, do you know any sports that originated in Ireland, Mark? Uh, Besides the Guinness Book of World Records. Well, I didn't even
1: Although know that. Although that's not a sport. I didn't even think of that. And I wasn't going to think of that because that's silly. Oh. Um. Nope. They didn't
0: invent any sports. Final answer. That's wrong. Ah, damn it. Yep, you failed. They invented five sports. Can neither confirm nor deny that they invented five, but there are two that I know of.
1: Sounds like your degree in Ireland is uh, kind of fabricated and made up.
0: Well, one of them is Gaelic football, which is not what we're covering today, but the other one is more fascinating, called hurling. I don't know. Gaelic football sounds much more fascinating than hurling.
1: If I'm just going to go based on the name basis, you can't make such a
0: bold proclamation that one sounds fascinating when the other is Gaelic football. Well, Gaelic football is very similar to, like, rugby and other stuff. So it's got a lot of similarities to other sports. Hurling, however, is very unique. Okay. And hurling happens to be the national sport of Ireland. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm just confirming this. Man, you do not sound confident. One of two national sporting games of Ireland. They can't have two national sports. What is this? Well, they're... They're Ireland. They they do things their way, which sure. I can appreciate.
1: I mean, most places do things their way, so I don't, I don't know if that's as much uh, praise as you might think it is, but I'll allow
0: it. All right. So based on the name, what do you think it is? Uh,
1: Gaelic football is something. No, hurling. Oh, hurling. Okay. All right. Well, there's a joke that you could make here, but I'm not going to make it because it'd be too lowbrow. Hurling is the opposite of curling. So instead of ice, it's steam. And instead of a rock, it's a balloon. (laughs) And instead of people, it's demons. And instead of, uh... The opposite
0: of people to you is demons? Yeah.
1: Instead of brooms, it's vacuum cleaners. And they have to (laughs) suck the balloon towards the other goal away from the demons. (laughs) Done. Final answer.
0: Uh, Wrong. Damn, I'm not doing well today. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll give you a brief overview. All right. It's an outdoor team game of ancient Gaelic Irish origin. Uh, It's a team sport where players use a stick with a flat end to hit a small ball into a goal.
1: Mm, This sounds like
0: lacrosse. Sort of, but there's no net. Mm. To me, it resembles more like field hockey, but different. But at the same time, also different from field hockey say
1: more words also but also same different
0: also different, different like same also similar same. also yes. hoops and yes. uprights that are h-shaped you know
1: well now you're saying like uh uh what's the the harry potter one the uh quidditch, quidditch. that sounds yes, like yes it's
0: exactly like Quidditch. wow no! all right act one
1: all right <laughs> hurling throughout history uh, started in Ireland. Final answer. You are accurate. Hey, all right. That's concludes our episode today. Thank you guys. No,
0: no, why do you keep wanting to end early? What early? How yeah, how busy is this Uh, this movie that you're just I'm like, oh, just we're, we're done to, recording, I gotta I'm go. to
1: make people's time as efficient as possible.
0: No, we're here to really expand their minds. They're locked in the classroom until the timer hits the end of the episode. All right, fair enough. This is school. No bathroom breaks, everybody. You gotta stay. Hold it. No hall passes. No hall <laughs> passes. <laughs> All right, when did people start playing hurling? Uh, well... Oh, you were going to oh, provide gonna, me. I thought you were asking me a question. <laughs> I thought you were going to guess. I was like, wait a second. So, hold on. Uh, let's go 1322. I mean, you're close to the 1300s by 50 years, so that's not bad. 1268. Uh, per- N- no. 1401. N- no, no. The origins of Hurling are prehistoric, having been played for over 3,000 years.
1: Does that qualify as prehistoric?
0: Yeah. Hmm. 3,000 years is pre-modern timeline because it's 2023, so it's 1,000 years, what is that, BCE, as people would say? All uh, right. So the game is of ancient Gaelic and Irish origin, like I said earlier. In the 7th century, the first written references to Hurling were in the Brihan Law, which was the early Irish civil code dating back around the 7th century. Hmm. So the laws regarded hurling were mainly focused on hurling sports injuries and compensation for said injuries. hmm which I imagine had more to do with the fact that people were paying other people that they injured because of liability issues, which is crazy to think going back to seventh century, that that would be a thing, but very interesting. That is interesting. Uh, in the 1300s and 1367, this is the date I said you were kind of close to mm. by 50 years. Okay. Hurling was banned in this statutes of Kilkenny. Why is it Kilkenny? Why does that make me think of South Park? Oh, I couldn't imagine why. Oh, I have no idea why it's a mystery. We'll never solve. Oh, well, players were threatened with fines or imprisonment, yet people still continued to play. Statutes read imprisonment. Why would they be in prison for that? Because they were you breaking people the law. illusion down mountains right into the middle of the road. They, people didn't go to prison for that. Oh, that yeah, you're right. At least it wasn't stated. But this is Ireland. They weren't sledding down into the streets. All right. But the statutes read. Do not henceforth use the plays which men called hurlings. What? With great sticks and a ball upon the ground from which great evils and maims have arisen. What is happening? that That's uh, thats what the statutes read. I was reading the statutes. Did, were they read like that originally as it was written? Well, I don't know how to do an Irish accent. So if you want to try, I can what, send you was? What, the... what even was? Yeah, give me, the, give me that. All right. I'm going to send it to you right now. All right. I believe in your Irish accent right, far I'm more so than so ready. I'm so ready. Channel your inner Sean. Mm-hmm.
1: Do not henceforth use a place which men call haulings with great sticks and a ball upon the ground from which great
0: evils and memes have arisen.
1: <laughs> and that's your Irish. Bravo. Bravo. Thank you.
0: No bravo. No. Alright, so in the fifteen hundreds, there also was a similar band enacted in Galway in fifteen twenty seven. However, the band was ignored just like Kilkenny. The Gilway band stated, At no time to use me <laughs> occupy ye hurling of ye little, little ballet with the ho- sticks or staves. I don't know what that was either, but I
1: loved it. <laughs> um, I love that one. <laughs> you keep that one in your back pocket for a special time. You keep that one. All right. All right. I'll make sure it's, it's saved. It's saved. Yeah. I didn't catch anything of what you said. Could you say it in uh, your normal accent?
0: At no time to use knee occupy ye hurling of ye the till ballet with the hooky sticks or staves. Huh. Interesting. I still yeah. didn't understand <laughs> what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm reading and I don't understand it. <laughs> Is this a eulogy? <laughs> We're just sad. No, 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 no. All
1: right,
0: Nothing joking. will ever be as good as that eulogy, Mark. Uh-huh. It was good. What's wrong with you? It was a beautiful eulogy.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. All right. Despite the attempted bans over the years... Curling flourished throughout the medieval period and post-medieval, with the games drawing large crowds and often having Anglo-Irish patrons. So a lot of people came to watch people get beat up with sticks. Mm-hmm. As it continued to thrive and continued to be just as violent, in the diaries of, oh my god, I cannot pronounce this name. Wow, that's a weird name. <laughs> I'm going to send this to you and you're going to... gonna. You're All gonna right.
1: All right, I got this, guys. Don't worry. That's what I'm here for.
0: I believe in you. I'm not even going to try because this This is is... what I'm all about. Oh my God.
1: (laughs) Okay. I'm liable. Slipping. A-M-H-L-A-O-I-B-H space capital O space capital S-U-I-L-L-E-A-B-H-A-I-N. And there's a lot of accent marks on a lot of other letters. I won't tell you which ones. (laughs) I'm loving so according- I'm loving be- I'm lobbying. Be- oh su- li- so su- li- I'm
0: I'm su- lobbying. Li- su- 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 li- li- yep. <laughs> a game in 1827 was described. It was a good game. The sticks were being brandished like swords. Hurling is a warlike game. The west side won the first <laughs> match and the east the second. You could hear the sticks striking the ball from one end of the green to the other.
1: That accent toured the world. I'm <laughs> br- that went places. That did listen, things. I didn't know
0: where this guy was from, so I just tried to like cover all of my bases. <laughs> Funny thing, I didn't know either. I didn't know where that guy was from. Unfortunately, in the 1800s, the great famine struck Ireland. And there were cultural slash political changes such as the Act of Union. These events nearly wiped out all forms of hurling that were played at the time. What is the Act of Union? Because I have in my head a definition of
1: the Act of Union, and I don't know what that means to them.
0: So the Act of Union came into effect on the 1st of January in 1801, uh, in which the Irish Parliament was abolished. Ireland was given 100 MPs at Westminster whilst the Irish peerage was, were represented in the House of Lords by 28 of their number who served for life. So it was, it was a union between Great Britain and Ireland. Uh-huh. So it's when, I, I guess, see. Ireland joined. I see, joined. okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay, got it. So it was uh, paralleled acts of the Parliament of Great Britain and the Parliament of Ireland, which united the Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland. Uh huh. Okay, got it. But despite all of that, hurling reemerged in 1884 when the Gaelic Athletic Association was formed to revive and promote traditional Irish sports. Uh, Let's bring back the traditions of Ireland. Let's what? Bring back? Let's bring bring back? Let's bring bring traditions. So modern hurling began with the founding of the GAA in 1884. Okay, and they created standardized rules that evolved into modern hurling. Okay with the first All-Ireland Hurling Championship final being played on April 1st, 1887. Apparently, there were six teams from different counties in Ireland, and the team from Tipperary won the championship by defeating the Galloway team. Okay, I don't know where any of these places are, so I'm just going to nod my head. Yeah, but apparently the the championship's been played every year since. Mm Mm-hmm. The GAA became the, the major governing body for the sport, with new rules for hurling and Gaelic football drafted and published in the newspaper called the United Irishman. And then in 1886, county committees began and established inner club games and helped influence the creation of the All Ireland Senior Hurling Championship in 1887. Mm-hmm. But the ball. The ball. The slaughter and the hurling ball. The slaughter, the slaughter of the hurling ball. <laughs> How many people had to die to make a single hurling ball? Tell me. Oh, God. Tell me. So it's spelled Slyotar, but I looked up the pronunciation because I didn't want to make people mad at me, but it's sluter (laughs) Don't worry. They're gonna. (laughs) Don't you worry about it? (laughs) So apparently uh, the balls varied. Some were made of animal hair, wood, leather, and rope. Some were made out of bronze. (laughs) It's whatever they fished out of the river that day. Ah, oh, what do I have on hand? Oh, it's the skull of my dead baby. Let's use this.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, interesting. Uh, well, Greg, uh, are you sure this is a, uh, it might get damaged. Uh, it's fine.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> Some say the name of the bomb came from Irish names for uh, mountain and a cross, um, which was Sliba and Thar, except it's probably Tar. I don't, I don't have pronunciations for these. I don't know. I why. I don't didn't put have
1: them. opinions either on your pronunciations, <laughs> but how dare you or
0: great job. So apparently it's based on the story of, uh, uh, um, <laughs> this is not your episode to <laughs> Tulane. <'Yu-> <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Hitting a silver ball across a mountain. These early balls had no regulations for weight, size, or materials. So they really
1: varied. So there could have been baby skulls. All right. So you heard it first. Tyler said this sport was played with baby skulls exclusively. (laughs) And he stands by that. It doesn't
0: matter how much you accuse him. He's going to stand by that. He's got a degree. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had a Gaelic degree. I do not. Mm. Um, The standardization of the modern ball is credited to Ned Treston from Galway. He went to a saddler to make the ball that was used in an 1886 hurling game he played in, and that ball became the prototype for all others thereafter. It was heavier than modern ones and had some drawbacks due to the materials it was made of and poor manufacturing. The ball would get soggy and misshapen when it rained Mm -hmm. um, because it was leather. It was also brown, which made it really hard to see, (laughs) Hmm. you know, because it's muddy, grass. Ireland gets a good amount of rain. Great. But the modern design was created by Johnny McAleaf Uh, of County Limerick. He introduced the cork core and coverings of white leather, which resulted in easier-to-see ball that was lighter and more water-resistant, thanks to the cork. So similar to, like, the baseball. baseball. Yeah. Yeah. In the early 2000s, they experimented with the rubber core for balls, but they bounced unpredictably and moved a lot faster than the balls with cork cores, so they went back to the cork cores. Okay. But now they have to be marked with approval and meet very specific regulations, which I'll talk about here in a bit. Mm -hmm. The Hurley, the Hurling Stick, or the Hurl. The Hurley. It's got three different names. The Hurley. Okay. It's made of ash and has remained relatively same over centuries, even though the versions of the game have been adjusted throughout. Brienne Laws had regulations for what the band's strips of metal. What? What? Oh, the strips of metal added to the flattened end. So they had regulations for what pieces of metal could go into the end. This was worded
1: really uh, weird. It, it, it was worded in a way that I thought you were talking about like a shake weight or something.
0: Yeah. Listen, sometimes my brain goes on a tangent. Sometimes it's my uh, research assistant that decides to make me stumble because they think it's funny. Mm-hmm. The flattened end for reinforcement could be made out of. So they put metal strips in the, the toe or the head of the stick. In the toe? The toe yeah, the well, head are
1: different things. I don't get well, it. The, the, they're
0: the same. They're kind of on the same part of the stick.
1: Oh, no. According to
0: ancient laws, the son of a king could use bronze for the bands, but everyone else had to use copper. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, because you got to give an advantage to the kings. Of course. The royalty. They have it so hard. But in 1970s, they uh, introduced plastic curlies, which increased the risk of injury. Oh, good. Why? I thought they were uh, made of metal before well they were made of wood with metal bands and now they they tried to add plastic and then the plastic would break and so they increased the risk of injury and were phased out
1: man i feel like i feel like wood with metal on it would hurt a lot more than plastic but all right
0: well i mean i think you because it's lighter and then the end probably was still metal it you could swing it faster and it was more top heavy uh-huh. and so it would break and that would go flying and you know bash in somebody's skull probably uh huh okay But today they're made of carbon fiber. It's a carbon fiber rod in a stick. Mm, That's fun. In baseball, you know how they cork baseball bats? They drill into them and put cork on the inside. Mm -hmm. Think of that, but carbon fiber rod all the way down, and then the outside is covered in in wood. So it makes it a little lighter and a little more durable. Fascinating. Well, that's cool. While ash is still the tradition, the composite Hurley's made them more durable and less prone to break, which meant less flying (laughs) toes at people's heads. Oh, good.
1: For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
0: All right, Baby Mark. Oh, no, not again. It's time to play Hurling Act
1: 2. I want to say that uh, Baby Mark kind of lost the will to play sports. Uh, Maybe he's going to take up knitting. Maybe he's going to take up something, a much safer, safer hobby. Maybe like eating food and drinking milk so my
0: brain can grow and not be smashed on the luge course. All right, baby Mark. Hmm? Do we need to talk to teen Mark? Do you need to grow up and grow up hair? What? No. No? no? I got this. <laughs> you sure? No. Are you sure? Yeah, I got it. All right. You need to go back to your Irish origins because they <laughs> clearly are yours.
1: All right. Okay. So I'm also an Irish baby here you're your, your okay.
0: irish baby mark this is a baby mark from another dimension okay all right then all right i'm, I'm you ready you need to build your slow tar i'm ready I'm which ready. is your ball i'm what yep you got to build your ball it's your slow okay. It's the ball all right got to go and find cork got to dig it out of those cork trees where do yeah where does cork come from uh, cork trees yeah but Is it just like
1: the bark or is it the wood of it? What is, what is it from? How, where does it come from?
0: Uh, it's called Quercus suber is the tree. I don't think it's Irish. Commonly known as the cork oak is a medium-sized evergreen oak tree in the section of Quubridis (laughs) saceris. Good to know your scientific names are just as good as your Irish names here. (laughs) It is native to Southwest Europe and Northwest Africa. Okay. Either way. All right. I'm willing to chop down a tree. That's fine. That's better
1: than blacksmithing my own frame with knives. All right. Now you got to get old Betsy and and
0: Skinner because you need the leather. Who's old Betsy? Grandma? Grandma. I'm sorry. (laughs) I got a It's the cow. It goes moo moo. Huh? What? Oh, you got to get your white leather.
1: Right. All right. Looking for a white cow specifically or can it be any cow and I just like bleach it? Uh your decision all right i'm (laughs) dipping a cow in bleach (laughs) all
0: right i just did what i was told to do all right you got to make sure that the mass is between 110 and 120 grams oh this one was too heavy gotta dip another (laughs) (laughs) no this is a ball not the cow (laughs) oh the ball
1: okay or i'm just a baby
0: <laughs> you just dipped a baby cow in. Mark, no!
1: I will, I mean, I needed it lighter, but whatever. I guess we're having veal tonight. I can't undip it. Well, you don't want to eat it. The bleach is very toxic. It'll be fine. It's like the Chicago River. Yeah, exactly. It's food safe. It's food safe. Food safe bleach. Alright, I got my cork and I got my leather.
0: Alright. The rib height must be two to two point eight millimeters. Well, this cow's ribs were too tall i'll get another that poor cow is a rib pun so yeah the ribs are like the stitchings Mm, so i gotta stitch a cow before i dip it got it yeah so the rib height must be 2 to 2.8 millimeters and width of the the stitchings be 3.6 to 5.4 millimeters okay the leather cover can be 1.8 to 2.7 millimeters and laminated with a coating of no more than 0.15 millimeters that's Mm a really thin coating Mm -hmm. but you must make sure that the diameter of the ball is between 69 and 72 millimeters
1: okay aim for the 69 because it's nicer why i'm a baby i don't get it what's what's that about
0: ask your parents i'm an orphan
1: they died in a horrible luge skeleton combo accident.
0: Well, guess you got to commune with the dead. Call upon your demons. Okay, I'll just make <laughs> a sacrifice with this cow here. I need your blood. All right, now you need to build your Hurley. Huh? All right. This is your stick. Okay. This is your weapon of choice for bashing in the brains of your competitors. Wow, all right. I'm not a monster. Well, you're communing with the dead, so... No, that was your idea. Uh, oh, oh. Well, you need ash wood, you need polymer fibers, you need steel, and you need carbon fiber, and you need polyurethane oh, tape. Man. You got is, all uh, those? Yeah, let's say yes. Let's just go ahead and say <laughs> I got them. You got to go to the hardware
1: store and get all these things. No, I got a better way, Coach. I just killed this other hurler,
0: and I took their <laughs>
1: stick. So. Well,
0: make sure it's between 18 and 38 inches long. Oh, it's too long. I got to kill another.
1: <laughs> Come here! I'm a baby. You lower your defenses.
0: Apparently, this this dimension of baby Mark is uh, a serial killer. No,
1: no, I was. It's what is it? It's nurture, not nature. I was forced to do
0: this. <laughs> All right, your components. You got the top of the handle, which is the top part of the hurley that you grip. Uh-huh. So it's got kind of the grip tape. It's just above where it like flattens out and becomes like this toe shape, this circular shape. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like uh think like a hockey stick, but it doesn't jut out and stick that. It's just kind of like a ball that's focused on one side.
1: So it's a big soup ladle.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it's instead of it being like centered, it's like off to one side. It's like um, mm, think, it's like a like, golf like a, club. Yeah, there you go. That's a better description. Yeah. All right. So you grip the the handle just below the the top, mm. uh, where that head is and where the toe is. The toe is the part that sticks out. Mm-hmm. You know, the middle of the handle. This is the part where also the gripping position in the ready position. That's mm-hmm. your second hand. Okay. Um, both parts can be taped. Mm-hmm. Um, more often than not, only the top part is taped. Mm -hmm. Um, the bass or the rounded end of the hurler makes contact with the ball so that's that top part the toe is the one that sticks out to the right of the band that assists with the jab and roll lifts which is a technique where you like scoop the ball and jab it and you know throw it in the air to get it past defenders okay you've got the he which is the (laughs) The edge on (laughs) the yeah H-E-E, the edge on the left of the band used to increase and heighten the ball when struck on the ground. Uh So it's kind of like that bottom edge, like the top of your stick, and it kind of juts out to kind of, it kind of makes that spoon kind of look. Uh And then the bands in it, which goes across the toe, is used to strengthen the stability of the bass and hurlers, because if not, that little toe part tends to break off, Okay, which is terrifying. I mean, not to me. All right. Now you need your hurling gear. These are like hockey masks, but no no plastic. It's all metal. Mm. And they are like full contact because, you know, it's like American football. you Full head-on <laughs> collisions and hitting each other. Sure. Yeah? That's why it's violent. Love that. You're only required to wear a helmet. No other padding is required. Okay. That's kind of cool. So they have to be worn by all players, and they must have a face guard that hasn't been modified or tampered with. So it kind of looks more like a hockey mask. You've got like bars up and down all across the front, but it's not. Plastic, like a lot of hockey masks today, ice hockey masks are plastic in the front Mm -hmm. for protection. These are just metal cages. Okay. Think like face mask for football, but also in front of your forehead and eyes so the ball doesn't fly in and get stuck in your helmet. So it's like a big fencing mask, but only from horizontal lines? Not as tightly knit as a fencing mask. Okay, got it. Think like uh, a roll cage. Okay, got it. Gloves you can wear, um, but you're not required to to help prevent injury from the Hurleys as a lot of times, you know, your hands are going to get hit by both the ball and other people's sticks. Mm-hmm. Now you got to find a pitch, which lucky for you, you only have to find a rectangular field that's 145 meters long and 90 meters wide. 100 what? Wait, what? 145 meters long mm-hmm. and 90 meters wide. That's huge. No, no. They're they're all over the place. Fields, they're always that size. It's pretty standard. <laughs> okay, all right then. Why does it must be that big? That's the dimensions of the field that you ha- you play on. But why? For regulation purposes. Who's the GAA?
1: Mm, I see. But what for? What purpose does the ball go far?
0: Yes. Ah, it's see. for more. It's for more collisions. Okay. You also have to have eight shaped go, go to the posts. goal posts. Eight shaped goal posts on each end. Oh, shaped like an 8? Shaped like an H. Oh, okay. An H. 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 For hurling. H. 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 H.
1: Okay. All right. We got there, everybody. I know you were stressing at home, but we got there.
0: And the, the pitches are grass, and this field is also used for Gaelic football. But the H-shaped goalposts are important that they are 20 to 23 feet high mm-hmm. and a crossbar with a net under it. So like the goal underneath it, mm-hmm. and then you have the, the goalposts above. So it's kind of like a soccer goal, but then it's got above goalposts too. Mm, okay, got it. So how you play. You got to hold the hurley. Uh, my stick. Yes. And um, there are three main ways to hold it. Okay. The lock, which your dominant hand should always be placed at the top of the handle and be used to power your swing. Okay. Whereas your non-dominant hand is placed directly below your dominant hand in a lock position. So your hands are like touching each other. Okay. And it's used to control the direction of your strikes, and your foot placement should be the reverse of your hand placement. Mm-hmm. So like if your right hand's on top, you want your left foot forward. Okay. Got it. Because that's that's way you can like uh, more easily turn your hips. It's like swinging a baseball bat, you know? If you're swinging with your left hand on top, your right foot is forward. Oh, I'm so lost. Same same concept. Just tell me who to
1: hit, and I'll hit him. Hit the ball. All right, who's got the ball? I'll hit them. Uh, uh, you do. <laughs> All right, I'll hit myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no! All right, you stand with your feet shoulder-width apart with your dominant hand holding the hurley on the top and your non-dominant hand. Uh, this is the ready position. And your non-dominant hand holding the handle... Further down, nearer to the base, the toe of the hurley should be pointing up. So it's like you're you got your toe in the air, like you just don't care. It's the the you know. The, How am I running if my toes in the air? The toe of the the hurley, not your actual. Oh, foot toe. okay, God, I'm so confused. <laughs> Listen, it's the language. It's not my fault. Okay. Then there's the lifting technique which is another way to hold the hurley and uh you place your non-dominant foot alongside the ball mm-hmm. and you bend your knees and back to bring your head up over the ball and the toe of the hurley should be pointing away from your body so pointing forward i have a question yes i have a question about all of all of these these sports quote unquote" sports right yeah why
1: is it fun because it requires skill
0: and competition.
1: No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. The whole thing about sports, and I know it, it's to pass time. Why is this what makes it? There, There's kind of an element that I'm missing here of like, There's one thing to tell someone what a game is. There's another to paint a mind palace of the feeling you get, either when you're playing it or watching it. I've killed so many cows. I've killed so many hurlers. I wanna know, I wanna feel in my heart. Why is this the sport for someone out there listening? What touches
0: the soul of hurling? Well, it's Gaelic historical tradition. in Ireland. No, uh, not facts. I don't want facts. It's teamwork. You got social play. Uh, there's violence, so you can let no, out your stressors. No, no, these are facts. I'm in the stands. I'm in the I, stands. You know, there's collisions. There's balls flying everywhere. Oh, there's, no. Tell there's me goals a story. Being scored.
1: A story. I, I,
0: I've never played. What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it taste like? Tell me, what is, how many, like, how many people are on a team? Uh, there are 15 players on each team.
1: I'm in the stands, it's young baby me, with a tiny plastic toy Hurley stick in my palm. All right. And I'm looking out. No, I'm telling you now. You, you, do you have oh. your chance. I'm, it's my turn. Oh, okay. I'm looking out at the field, and I don't know much, but I do know that my, my parents are excited, and therefore I'm excited. The crowd feels it. They, they rumble with anticipation, waiting for the match to start. And then an enormous cheer rings out and it picks up like a hurricane. It swirls around me and everyone's standing and stomping and screaming. And and I, I try to see, but I can't see. But then my dad picks me up and puts me on his shoulders and I look out on the field and I see 15 players from my city, my city, are out on that field. The best hurlers that I could have ever known. I still don't know what it is, but I know that they are the pinnacle of this sport and then comes another team from another town and there's some cheers but there's booze too but it's all in good spirit and then before i know it the match starts they what do they do tyler
0: the referee throws the the slitar the ball on the halfway line between the four midfielders the two from your team and the two from their team all at the center line yeah fight breaks out to get to the ball and take control You've got your your three backs, three halfbacks, two midfielders, and two half forwards, and three forwards working together to try and pass it between them to score the ball either a point or a goal. Uh. Points are scored when the ball going through the poles above the crossbar. Wow. And goals are scored by getting the ball into the net below the crossbar. Wow. One point for the point going above and three points below. When it goes in, the goal crowd erupts because that's an amazing feat because there's a goalkeeper defending it. You could launch it high in the air to get one point, but to score that goal, it's something special.
1: That's incredible. He did it. He did it. It's amazing. Wow.
0: Now that the goal is scored, there's a puck out where a player Usually the goalkeeper will strike the ball back into play with the Hurley from the, the front of the goal area, the square in front of the H. Oh, wow. You threw it so far. Both teams must battle for possession of the ball once again once it's back in play to get control and to be able to pass it to score another point oh. or to score another goal. Oh, the overall winner is determined by the total number of points scored, calculated by adding the point values and the goal values. Obviously, the one point and the three. Obviously, I
1: look up at the big board and I see the numbers. I don't know how to read a clock. I'm like, oh, how much time is
0: left? Inner county matches are 70 minutes, 35 minutes per half, and all other matches are 60 minutes, only 30 minutes per half.
1: Oh, and then I look up to my dad. I'm like, of course, we're in the county
0: lines. It's a 70-minute match. There's only 15 minutes left. It's, it's tight. It's a close match. All your team needs is to score one more goal to take the lead because they're down two. Jesus Christ. They dribble the ball. The man uses a frontal block to prevent the other team from scoring, sticking a stick in the air. Then he hooks it, traveling behind another point to his teammate. (gasps) There's a shoulder clash as both guys collide. Good thing they have helmets. A big ground flick to launch it really far towards a teammate to try and get possession downfield. Oh! He bats it overhead, over and over the head and down, and it bounces off the ground and into the goal with oh! one minute left. Oh! Of course, as he follows through on the bat swing, it nails your least favorite player on the other team in the head.
1: Yes! He, I, he's probably dead! Known as the double whammy. Oh my god, is that more points?
0: No. Okay, it's fine. But you're still worried because you want to make sure the guy's okay.
1: Nah. <laughs> See, now I have a picture of it. Now, now I feel it. I feel that. Oh, the ebb and flow of the energy. Ooh, that's the stuff. Now I can feel hurling. Yeah. And with all these beers,
0: baby me's been chugging. I want to hurl. Oh, you're going you're gonna to <laughs> hurl yeah, like, all that green beer from St. Patrick's Day.
1: I had to get a hurl joke in there somewhere. I couldn't have done this episode <laughs> without it.
0: Yeah. There's so many techniques for how to control and move the slow tar using the Hurley. But ultimately, there's a lot of different ways scooping it off the ground, slapping it when it's in the air, catching it with your chest and securing it against your body is allowed. You know, swings, overhead catching. It's fascinating how they're able to use this flat toad headed weird stick to do so many things.
1: I finally looked up a picture of it because I've been holding off this far. And yeah, no, that thing is hard to describe. Yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> no, that's weird. It's not a soup ladle. It's not quite a golf club. It's not really a bat. It looks like a femur. It looks like someone ripped someone's femur on and that's like the hip socket connection. A little bit.
0: Oh, yeah, like the ball joint, to yeah. a degree. Yeah, yeah a little maybe, bit. Maybe that was the actual original one prehistorically. They used the bones of their enemies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a prehistoric sport. <laughs> so when there was caveman days, you know, the Irish cavemen were out there ripping legs off just to play. And then the baby skulls. Don't forget about those.
0: Yeah, so apparently there are ways to, like, you can carry it on the the head of the stick, that's called a solo, you're running with the ball just carrying it on your stick. Mm-hmm. You're able to catch it with your hand, which is the overhead catch where as long as your hand's in contact with your stick, you can kind of catch it with your hand. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, like lifting it off the ground, launching it in the air is a huge part of it, which is why a lot of injuries happen from the ball being slid into you. There's different lifts you can do. But like the coolest thing is probably like the overhead slaps that just happen, like I talked about when they scored the goal. <laughs> Mm, Yeah, but yeah, you're able to carry it on the stick when you catch it. I think you have to catch it and then drop it and then just balancing it on the stick while you run like there's so many different things on there where you ground strike it like a golf club. You can hit it in the air. You can strike it from your hand after you catch it. Oh, nuts. Lots of different strategies for it. Okay. All right. Yeah, there's a ton of pictures I have here in my notes, but it's hard to describe pictures. (laughs) Mm hmm. But that's okay. We can paint a mind picture with our
1: words. Exactly. Yes, exactly.
0: You can even hit people. (laughs) The hook is where you hit somebody and, like, hook their body. (laughs) Oh, great. Cool. Trip them. That's legal in this game, whereas in hockey, that's an illegal move. I love this game. Shoulder clash, just running and shoulder checking them. Great stuff. Excellent. But yeah, I like the two ways to score. It kind of brings in the elements of of American football, except Mm -hmm. the goal is three points. Going under is three, whereas over is one. Like in football, scoring it over the uprights can be three points or one point depending on whether it's an extra point or a field goal attempt. Yeah, it's cool. There's there's some interesting point similarities. I wonder if American football grabs some stuff from this.
1: I mean, maybe. There's been huge influences in America from all over the world, so I would not be surprised.
0: Yeah. Maybe Gaelic football, when we get to talk about that, will bring into possible concepts of to why American football developed the way that it was hmm. because Gaelic football, from what I have looked at, looks a lot like rugby, but a little different.
1: Gotcha. Well, interesting. Very interesting.
0: So for those of you out there, um, that concludes the hurling primer. Mm-hmm. But if you want to try it, St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow, the day after this episode airs. So uh, be sure to check out some hurling games. Uh, here, there's some places in the U.S. that actually have traditional hurling matches. There's apparently a All-Ireland Club's final of hurling at Croke Park in Dublin. Wow. There's also one that is the uh, Butte-St. Patrick's Day hurling match that takes place at... What is this college? It's a weird college. A weird uh, Montana college. Technical University. Okay. In Butte, Montana. So apparently... You know, It's played in various different places around the world as well to celebrate St. Patrick's Day and Irish tradition. So be sure to check it out. It's really fascinating how they developed this sport and made this unique stick that I imagine influenced a lot of other sports because field hockey has like a curled bottom. So like if you cut a piece out of this, hockey obviously sticks out like an L shape. I wonder how much this influenced so many other sports because this is dates back to prehistoric times i don't know
1: you keep saying prehistoric i think when you say prehistoric i think dinosaurs and i'm like i don't think this was being played during dinosaur times but you know maybe considering they had to rip the bones of things
0: all right defining prehistoric <laughs> relating to a time before written records mm. So it could still very well be prehistoric before written records.
1: I mean, I don't know when's the earliest written record.
0: I don't know. But also, we probably don't know because the Library of Alexandria was burned down. Yeah,
1: we, we know something. So when was the first written record? Uh, the first written record date back a little more than 5,000 years ago in ancient Sumer. Earliest Sumerian records were made using reeds cut at an angle to make wedge-shaped uniform marks on clay which was then baked hard many of these clay tablets survive today and scholars can still read them so ah it's not prehistoric get out of here well it's ancient it is ancient i'll give it that so
0: anyway go enjoy hurling in the sport fashion not the other way drink responsibly on saint patrick's day if you can drink
1: or not at all if you
0: don't mind yeah that probably smart
1: Totally fine to be sober. It's a decent life to live, but also no judgment for whatever you want. It's your life, do whatever you. Want.
0: Anyway, Mark, thanks for joining me on this and uh, painting a picture of hurling. Yes, getting getting that mindset going so that I, you know made it something that's more enjoyable yeah no that's
1: good i enjoyed it and, and baby me is now a fan forever and i'll, I'll never have to kill again
0: uh, until you have to make another uh, uh ball and stick i'll hopefully never have to kill again but uh, you know <laughs> i'm a baby after all <laughs> yeah oh uh mark i think the police are coming for you now oh all right uh wrap it up Oh, uh, to be sure to check out the YouTube channel uh, check out uh, the merch store uh check out Mark over on Markiplier, his YouTube channel and uh, uh, you know uh, make sure and follow this podcast wherever it is uh, you can also find me on social as underscore 12 or you can just search my name anyway, uh, we gotta run cause uh, we gotta make sure that uh, Mark gets safely away anything else Mark? Yeah, yeah, Mark gets safely away, are you setting me up?
1: are you setting me up? I'll make a hurly stick out of you, I'll make a ball out of your skull I'll do it No, no, you ratted me out. Didn't you?
0: No, no, I would never.
1: Okay. Bye.